Welcome back to Side Quest. It is all three, ten, two, or two, one. And joining me today is Mr. Eric Peterson. Uh, that's E R I C <laughs> Peterson with a D. And we've also got Mr. Tom Regan Lake. Why, I man, Peterson with a D. <laughs> Ain't that pronounced Patterson? <laughs> now, see, because you had an issue with how Mike did the date last time, so I wanted to do the date slightly differently, just to see if you approve of that one or not. Today, no, it actually caused my brain to short circuit because it was <laughs> it that take bad. Much. <laughs> I think it's been short circuiting for the past decade, as long as I've known it. <laughs> it just fuses, just the synapses blowing up every day. I quite liked the date being like that. It felt very sci-fi. The date is zero three one zero two zero two one. <laughs> Factory sealed date O three one zero. Insurgents number sixty nine. Daniel's log. Today I'm <laughs> blocking the toilet. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say the exact same thing, Tom. Well done. And if you have only <laughs> joined you. us for side quests and you're unfamiliar with that joke, go check out Factory Sale Retro. <laughs> no idea what episode. One of them. One of the hundred or two hundred. I would guess. How many are we on February? now? February 2019 would be the one. Would be when it was. Roughly. Good. You know what, Tom? There's a reason we kept you around. Logic. <laughs> and reason. Logic and reason. And clarity. Oh, these are such incredible compliments. Thank you. And handsomeness. Oh, stop it, guys. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's go back to being horrible to each other. All right. <laughs> Shut up, you turd brain. There we go. <laughs> right. How are we, gentlemen? How are we? Good. I'm good. I uh, I am starting a new job in a week. Jerb. New jerb. Yes, you heard it here first, Eric Peterson, sewer worker. Got a new jerb. Yeah. You got a jerb. He manages his own sewer now. I do. (laughs) Groundation's plumbing. We just take, if there's a shit stuck in your toilet, we just take a bigger one in it and push it out. I don't think that's how it works. I predict low sales. You build your groundations on shit. Isn't that essentially what everybody's is? <laughs> I guess I mean, that's fair to say. Not really. I mean, unless you're born into a billionaire family, I mean, then like everybody's groundations is just building up. Oh no, I, I was I was expecting like literally like you would <laughs> use the ground as shite to place the groundations in. If you're building a flower bed, it'd probably be great. <laughs> Might be never to visit your garden. <laughs> Uh, hold on, honey. I'm just going to pop out to the flower bed real quick and, uh, and do my thing. Straight into the poop jokes again, guys. We're meant to be cultured. Change. We're meant to be cultured people. We get older, but we never grow up. Say, so I don't want to grow up because it sounds really boring. Don't ever let anybody tell you to stop laughing at farts and making poop jokes because they will always be funny. Honestly, if I'm watching the television right, if there's a comedy program with some fart on, 99% of the time, that's going to make me laugh. The second (laughs) 
any of you stop laughing at my 90 second fart audio clips, um, that's when I know our friendship has probably run its course. <laughs> There's absolutely no chance of that. Like, I can get about 10 <laughs> seconds in, but once it gets past the 10 second mark, like, I'm just absolutely creased because it's just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how the fu- the nuance of the fart escalates and dips and then goes back up again and then there's the massive crescendo at the end <laughs> that's just me and my body gasping for air and trying to get as much distance out of this fart noise as I can I wonder what your record is I don't it's know 2 minutes 32 <laughs> I want to be like one of those Japanese pearl divers that can hold their breath for 8 minutes and then just slowly exhale a fart noise for eight minutes and just see what that does to you. See, I imagine that when you get to the end of those prolonged fart noises that you just collapse off the back of your chair, right? Christy just finds you unconscious on the floor. She goes, oh, not again. The first thing I usually do is wipe off my phone screen. <laughs> Why, uh, you're on Pornhub at the same time, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Editing my own audio. Well, Eric, congratulations on your new job, sir. Thank you. Very happy for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm hoping, well, not hoping, I actually already know it's going to come with quite a reduction in stress, which, as you all know, is 50% of my diet, so I could potentially be losing more weight because I'm cutting out half of my diet. So are you going to fill the other 50% with more coffee? Duh. (laughs) When there's a vacuum, something fills the void. Um, so no, so I, uh, I, I've, I've decided to make a change, um, for the past six and a half years, uh, I've been an account executive working in educational technology sales and, uh, we decided next summer we are moving back to Wisconsin. So, um, obviously I can't move all of the school districts from here back to Wisconsin, so I had to talk to some people within the company and they made a new position for me to help build out a branch of the company. I will now be chief dro- idiot, <laughs> chief idiot, <laughs> CIO, chief idiot officer. <laughs> no, just CI, chief idiot. Correct. <laughs> um, so, no, I actually I, I'm UM, up- unstoppable moron. <laughs> I'm moving up to a director position, which uh it means that like 90% of my existing stress just evaporates because I don't need to deal with installs, yeah. integrations, issues, all that fun stuff. So when's your first movie out? <laughs> Listen, we're not talking about my uh, casting couch days quite yet. That's still, we're still working through the paperwork. So when, do you know when you're starting? My, my real job or the one that you're making a joke about? Uh, either. I'm not really bothered. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a weird transition um, because I can't just cut away from my current job. I've got projects that have been going on for a couple of years and they're slated to end in the next few months. So I need to transition through those or finish out those. My technical start date is a week from tomorrow. But um, one of my colleagues here, I'm giving her all of my accounts, so I have to do customer meetings with her and those those accounts and just kind of slowly transition things off. But um, I would say within three to six months, I'll be fully transitioned over and not doing any of my current job responsibilities anymore. So it's a slow process, but um, a good one, a good, good one. 
if I say so. Because it gets when me back you, to Wisconsin. When do you start working in the sewers? Uh, I already did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Eric. I'm very happy for you. Donkey shine, Mr. Curtis. Yes. A donkey Congratulations. Shine. I d- I, we've been saying it forever, but your job is far too stressful. And oh my God, I think it? a, a reduction in the old stress will do you very good. And a good move to the other side of the country will probably yeah. increase that stress again. But once it's done, it will decrease the stress again. Oh, Much yeah. like your elongated fart noises, it dips and then it goes up and then it dips and it goes up and finishes with hopefully Sounds with like a great crescendo too. at the end. Apart from well. <laughs> like changing gerb, what is what are you most looking forward to about going back to Wisconsin? Oh my god, everything! And is it going to be weird, like going back to somewhere you're familiar with, but it's probably changed? Um, I don't think that's going to be as big of a factor because we've been visiting more frequently over the past couple of years. But the mm. yeah, overall, it's going to have changed quite a bit. Um, I'm just excited to get back to a smaller town. I am done with living in big cities, and have a little bit of space we're actually looking at building a new house or at least buying a recent build that's got a bit of land with with woods around it um i'm looking forward to the season changes being back around people that i know friends uh just the the small town culture i'm ready for again where you can walk down the street and wave at somebody and they don't give you the middle finger (laughs) (laughs) you don't have that where you are though because it's you're like kind of in the no, we do. We do. It's just there. by nature, larger cities are a little bit more impersonal. Yeah, but you're in like a suburb, Thank you. Right? This is why I lived in Het. Yeah, I mean, we're explaining this forever. As much like in a not, suburb as you can be in one gigantic city where everything just blends together. Okay. You know, there, there is zero definition between the cities. It's, oh, now I'm in Dan C. Gilbert. And oh, now I'm in Mesa. And right. now I'm in Tempe. You just you just drift from. That's one what to the that's next. what I noticed about Arizona because most of it's flat and it's just square grids. Yeah. So it's just kind of it's if very If you can unusual. navigate a piece of graph paper, you can get around Phoenix. It's <laughs> <laughs> about all you need. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to being back closer to uh, friends that I grew up with, like hanging out with Scott Moore. Um, what are you going to miss most about Arizona? Lovely the lovely winters. winters. <laughs> Called it. The lovely winters. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to winter again. But you know what? There's so many things that you can do. And I think we were talking about this the other day. Uh, we moved away from Wisconsin when we were we were poor. We had no life experience, no jobs, just graduated college, just got married, and we were just kind of bitter and like we just need to get out of here. And yeah, yeah. I always had that mindset of like, man, if you move back to your hometown, that's admitting defeat. But now it's like, no, we're coming back. We have life experience. We've got good jobs, got a family. We're well established. Now we can come back and be like, you know what? We set out. We did our thing. Now we're back. And uh, I, I'm i ready for that change of pace. And I think it's going to be a, a, a good, I think it's going to be a good step. I think it's a good step for you as well. Plus, on the bright side, I think you're closer to us over Correct. here. So you'll have a more sensible time for getting up and doing the podcast. Correct. I will be an hour behind Tom and I will be f- six hours behind you guys now instead of eight. Five. It'll mm-hmm. drift between six and seven instead of seven and eight. That's it'll, make a, it'll make a difference. Cause you, what time is it there now? 
7.30 a.m. Yeah, well, that's too early for podcasting. It is. But you know what? Somehow I managed to turn my brain on and do it. Mm, debatable. Yeah. But no, I, I, I've, I've looked at it. I will be a nine-hour drive from Tom. That's doable. I could wake up, have a cup of coffee, and be to Tom by dinner. For more, for more coffee. For more coffee. <laughs> I was I was say, only, on. only one in that duration seems unlikely. Oh no, I'll have the vat. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be That's it's gonna be great. Amazing. All of my family's back there. All of Christie's family is back there. Um, winter, we're gonna be getting stuff like snowmobiles, and uh, we're gonna get jet skis for the summer, and <laughs> do fun stuff like that. I'll probably be dead in two years. So, <laughs> I mean, you've managed to survive everything you've done in Arizona so far, so you should be all right so far. Um, I think it'll be good for the girls as well, though, like um, experience of proper winters with all the snow and it's just fun. Oh, they're so pumped. They constantly every day. When are we moving to Wisconsin? It's like, listen, I told you yesterday it's 240 days. Now it's 239. Will you just stop asking? Best guy can do lots of, lot to do in that time scale. Take them sledding behind a jet ski or take them to uh, sledding behind a snowmobile and tubing behind jet skis and just launching them. It's going to be great. <laughs> Got to raise these kids the way I was. Toughen up, Buttercup. <laughs> and in twenty years, they'll be stupid enough to take over the reins of this show. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine Ellie? Technically, Ellie will be ready. I think Ellie would be ready when she's in her teens. That's only well, seven years. Welcome back to Fat Resilient. Hi, this is Ellie. Let's talk about <laughs> Minecraft. I don't know why she has a southern accent. She doesn't have a southern accent. I can't That's do a nail. female accent. <laughs> Did I just say female accent? Females don't have accent? <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody else talk. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, they, New they, job moving across are, the country. They are generally a bit less deep than men in terms of accents. I was going to say, continue that sentence because I'm going to take it in a real weird direction. <laughs> yeah, and then we're screwed. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so what else has been going on? Anybody? No. God, we live thrilling <laughs> lives. Say again? You lead thrilling lives. Tom's yeah. been locked in his apartment for the past two years. No, I just don't have a. I just don't have much to, to update. I'm doing a whole, uh, like, when work-wise, I'm, I'm pretty happy that I'm going to be uh, sort of solely responsible for the visual aspect of um, a new website redesign, which is a really big job, and I'm pretty Ooh. excited about doing it. Ooh. Um, it's been the first time where I've had like f- pretty much full uh, autonomy over like the tech that's being used. So I'm pretty happy about it. That's um, going to be exciting to do. Yeah. If somebody and then, comes and tells you don't like it, you can tell them to go pound sand. Kind of. Yeah. That's pretty good. You get to a point <laughs> in your career where you like, you know, you start to have a bit more responsibility. See, this, this extra powers went to Tom's head already because the other day he told us, Tom, tell us about your meeting the other day. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, I was getting to the, we had a meeting about this design, actually, and I was getting hungry, and it was like one, it was getting to like 1pm, meeting had been going on for about an hour, anyone who knows, who's, anyone who's been in meetings knows that at some point they start to deviate, and they pitter out, and you start to become way off subject, and I just uh, got to a point where I closed my laptop, and I said, well, lots to think about, and then walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, has, has anybody said anything to you afterwards? They do, I, like 
no one said anything really like a couple of people looked at me and like kind of like kind of laughed as if to think yeah he's probably coming back but no, oh wait were this was a physical meeting yeah <laughs> really what did you I think thought, it was? i thought this I thought was real zoom no well, no it was about it. just uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i pro- <laughs> <laughs> that's even better it was, it was honestly it was just my just, i i could tell that my input was done and now we were talking about stuff that was not that didn't need to be in a meeting and i hate meetings for the sake of meaning for like right. for just to make people feel like they're being important or whatever i'm like okay i as the engineer in the room who needs to just get back to actually doing stuff lots to think about <laughs> see, see you soon guys I just, I just imagine it being like one of those um, offices where they've got like the glass win, big glass it windows, is. so you can see inside them. Then you it just is. walk past, double middle fingers as you go on past, <laughs> just shimmying to the side, just grinning at them. I should have done that because it is. It's all like it's all glass. You can see the whole office. I was going to say, if this was a digital meeting, like that's one of the. COVID's brought a lot of shit to this world, but I think one of the best things that's come out of COVID is the remote, the acceptance, the universal acceptance of remote work and mm-hmm. the ability to like, oh, I'm done and call. And you can simply blame it on any number of things from, oh, my, my webcam stopped working and my, my battery died or, or power outage at my house <laughs> or computer. And nobody can say otherwise because they can't ask you to prove it. <laughs> That's true. Or you could just turn your webcam off and be naked at work. It's great. <laughs> I do that at work physically. It doesn't go down so well. It's a good thing yeah. most of the people on that campus are 18 or older. But not actually. You may um, want to rethink your approach to your dress code. Yes, I probably should. A loincloth, at least. Maybe well, a loincloth good. Just a, a bedazzled cod piece. But yeah, you know what? That, that's been a good aspect of work, and then coming home in the evening and just chilling out, playing games, good times. And Have you played a game recently? Did I play a game recently? Yeah, I feel like you haven't played a lot of games. Have you? You ever talked about them? Because he's always making them. He doesn't have time to play them. Oh, that's right. How many more games have you put out? How's how's game development going? Fourteen more games out? Fifteen? <laughs> Actually, I took a I took a short break because I was getting a bit burnt out. I was yeah. uh, I got stuck on some of the some of the writing on one of my my most recent game. So Couldn't I get t- the creative juices flowing. So you had to get the uh, reproductive juices flowing. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that. And then I had like uh, sometimes just playing games and reading and stuff can like you know inspire next round of creativity. You know, so it's been good yeah. to go back to playing lots of games. Yeah, I find that with creative stuff, sometimes you need a little bit of a break. Like when I do a lot of the Glowforge stuff, I get in really into it for a while, and then I'll take yeah. like a five-month break. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I'm burned out. It happens, man. You can't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. I was a little I'm, bit hard I'm, on myself for the first few weeks. I'm, the, I'm exactly the same. Like I always want to write a book, but then I sit down to do it, and I get like a chapter in, and then I just stop mm. forever. And then by the time I get back to it, I've completely forgot what's going on, and I just don't want to work on it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, you can't force it. Otherwise, it's just un- just it's not fun, and it's not your best, not your best creativity either. Mm. So, 
I kind of been a bit kinder to myself and thought, you know what, when I'm ready to jump back in, I'll jump back in. It's only been a, about a month. I took about a month off and like, it's been fun to just like chill in the lounge and play games and hang out, you know, play online with you lads. Heck yeah, I played a little bit last night, got the Bud Steak back in action. Back in action, baby. We back. With so, the Mara two skin. nights ago. The, the Mara skin's still rare as ever, apparently. Oof. Two nights ago, I asked Tom <laughs> if he wanted to, to play some Warzone with me and Scott last night. So, Friday, I asked him. He's like, yeah, 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 let me uh, let me fire it up. Let me get it downloaded and, and, and updated. I'm like, good, give yourself a solid 24 hours. Six o'clock rolls around. I'm like, hey, Scott and I are getting ready to jump on. And he goes, got about an got about an hour left. And uh <laughs> contact him back in an hour and he goes, Got 33 minutes left. I went to open it and there's another update. Fifteen minutes later, it had gone up to thirty-five minutes somehow. Because he had started it what, like twenty minutes before we were set to play? Yeah. But don't you think it's impressive that I was ready even at you were all? Ready. You were ready yeah. right on time. It's right not on it's, time. I I take advantage of that good, of the good internet. Probably yeah. don't take it for granted enough. Should have given it a bit more time, but yeah. Just just a bit. But yeah, got you back in action. You haven't lost a step. Good steak. Secured, I enjoyed it. Secured a dub. Uh, yeah. I found some interesting fellows from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Midwest lads. Me and the Midwesters. Midwesterners. I've um, properly fell off like Warzone and COD and stuff lately. I used to be obsessed, but I kind of oh. got a bit burnt out with it. And um, what mm. I'm interested about is obviously, so this year it's Vanguard, which is a World War II shooter. How are they going to integrate that into Warzone? Brand new map. Supposedly it's an entirely new map. Uh, if it's been said, I haven't seen it anywhere, but apparently they are going to completely integrate everything together. I don't know how that's going to work when you have World War One. Or World War II guns going up against Cold War and Modern Warfare weapons. I don't know how the balancing is going to work on that. Maybe they just axe all of the old weapons and we're stuck with nothing but the originals. What I will say is that they did a, a, an alpha for Champion Hill, one of the new game modes. Didn't like it. Didn't I like it I don't like bit. the World World War II CODs. I can't go away with them. No, oh, I, I don't love like them. them. I love I them. Hate them. No. I hate them. Modern Warfare all the way for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I got... WW2 when that one came out hated it hated it yeah it was sucked it's just Call of Duty 2 and 3 on 360 were the tits no no those are good those are actually pretty good but the newer ones I, I didn't like World at War and everyone loved that game oh World at War was so good because they introduced zombies see I like the ones where they went into the future I think Infinite Warfare is under, oh, underrated see, you're one of the few I liked Advanced Warfare, the one with Kevin Spacey. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. What what deterred me from those was they were really trying to copy what made Titanfall successful with the That's wall true. running. And it just That's got true. to be too freaking silly and goofy. So when they came back to Modern Warfare, like, all right, this is grounded. This is real. And boots on the ground, son. Black Ops, uh, Cold War, awesome. I mean, it's it's back to what made the game good. And I think... As much as I'm excited for it, I do genuinely think that going back to World War II is a gigantic misstep. Mm. Like, we've just beaten this thing to death. Let's just move on from it. Yeah, that, why don't we not? Yeah, there's other wars, <laughs> other other eras. 
like we need a Call of Duty Revolutionary War where it's just a hundred v a hundred. They march out into a field and just fire muskets at each other. <laughs> I, just, I was just thinking of that like if they keep going with Warzone and they have like a Revolutionary War one, then they integrate muskets into Warzone. Yeah, it's just gonna like, like when do they stop integrating the old ones? Because if you look, if you log on to Cold War right now, it's got like. Warzone, it's got Cold War, it's got Modern Warfare, and it's got Vanguard all in the same menu. Yeah. Why? It's going to be great. I don't care. I'm still super pumped for it because, for me, Warzone isn't necessarily about the game. It's about the fact that I've got a group of dudes that I play with every night or every couple nights, and it's just two hours of getting together, hanging out, shooting the shit, playing a game. I mean, I enjoy the game. We have a ton of fun with it. Um, but that's more or less what it's about. And and I guess whatever comes out after this, we'll mm-hmm. probably still play it. But um, I'm not as excited about it as I once was. Hopefully, the Vanguard Alpha is not indicative of the final release. But So what, what what's I've, wrong with Vanguard? Sorry, I wasn't... So the game mode that they, they released is one of their new modes called Champion Hill. And mm. it is you can play in teams what they released was teams of two and it's 2v2 in like a round robin type thing and i don't it just it felt empty felt dull maybe it's because i wasn't playing it with somebody that i knew i was just playing with randos because some of the guys that i play with like yeah we played it we really enjoyed it looking forward to the final release like it's but it's quick 2v2 like maybe 45 to 60 second rounds it just didn't. Mm. I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not big on the World War II guns anymore. It's like I've been there. I've done that. Give me yeah. something with an ACOG scope or lasers and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. I don't know. We're also we're also super looking forward to Battlefield, that which was supposed to be out this month, but it got delayed. Twenty forty two. Twenty forty two. Unfortunately, they are not going to have a battle royale game. Ooh, Tom, you do. Whew. He's putting pictures of the Mara skin on here, which is the only skin I don't have from the Battle Pass completions. I know. I think you can buy a couple and maybe a bundle or two if they're available, but I don't, I don't She's know. She's had her skin in the bundle once, and I didn't buy it. Like, I probably should have. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, t- Battlefield's not going to have a, a Battle Royale mode, and the developers have even flat out said, like, we have no plans to do this. So we'll curious to see how it's going to play out but um, yeah that's that's coming that's a coming a little over a month away what else you've been playing tom um oh man well i just rolled credits a couple days ago on resident evil village oh getting into the horror yeah i decided that i'm actually probably going to start being more of an early adopter on the series because i really like where it's going i think the the series has kind of matured past past zombies and and stuff and like explored more like experiments and cults and weird shit it reminded me of a lot of re4 in terms of gameplay and mm-hmm. also just the the village setting in general um i think they i think they did that on purpose it yeah definitely evoked that same with four the, feel collecting the like collecting treasures and valuables and then selling them to uh the the duke which is like you know the the same kind of dude from Resident Evil 4 with the old trench coat. Welcome. What are you buying? 
Before you get into Village, have you guys heard that I think soon Resident Evil 4 VR is coming out? Whoa. I did not hear of that. That seems yeah. interesting. I know, because it's not even a first-person game. No, I was just about to say, I don't know how that would work. Right. So um, they just, they're making it their quest to bring it to everything. <laughs> Every yeah. Every single platform. Yeah. Even VR. Yeah, yeah. that's a fucking weird one. Um, but no, I... I I don't know. I, I played. I played it every night for a couple, two or three hours with uh, with Cat, and finished it in about fifteen hours, I think. So pretty decent length campaign, and also went to like get some of the optional stuff too, and because you can, there's the village kind of acts as a bit of a, a bit of a hub, and then there are like areas around the village where you go and like you have to get uh, certain items to bring them back to the middle and. You know that's that's kind of how how it works, um, but then between scenarios, you can explore the village and find new guns and stuff like that, uh, more treasures to then you sell and upgrade your current guns. So I don't know. It's it's got like for me, I know that Resident Evil Seven was like critically acclaimed and re- a really good game, but the the focus more on the horror aspect than the, than the action was something that couldn't ju- couldn't fit with me because uh, it, I just found it too terrifying to play. It was too I was too anxious every time I played that game. I felt the exact I, same way about it too, and and I yeah. really wanted to like it, but I just could not bring myself to finish it. Yeah, I I needed the respite that the other games have given you, like. You have an encounter with Nemi on on the RE3 uh, remake, for example, and that's tense and that's like Stars. that's a lot to deal with. But then once he's gone and you get to a save room and then you have a couple like random zomb- a couple uh, generic zombies to kill, you you're relaxed again, and it, it kind of takes you on a bit more of a uh, peaks and troughs of like horror, which I prefer. It makes the horror more impactful for me if it just comes and goes. Whereas if it's constantly there, I, it's just too much. It's just too like, uh, it, it it just it just hangs around for too long, and it's difficult to survive with. Well, so, and I think about games like Silent Hill or even more recently Blair Witch that that Mike and I played through. Mm. Those games are utterly terrifying. I mean, Blair Witch is one of the most terrifying games I've ever played. Christy and I sat and played through that together, and we were just uncomfortably tense the entire game mm. however mm. To, to your point though there were moments of respite and you could tell like clearly yeah. okay nothing's going to happen here whereas yeah. i think where i trailed off with seven was there was so much of that i'm being hunted mm. and i know that that tapers off but it was it set such a bad tone for me at the beginning it's like I'm afraid that more of this is going to come later in the game, and I just don't want to experience that anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, also, I mean, I didn't get super far into seven. I think I got maybe one or two hours in, and it was everything felt very claustrophobic and dark as well. Like it Oof, was. Don't play it in VR, buddy. I tried. Yeah. Even worse. I sent you a copy of that, didn't I? Even worse. Yeah. It's so yeah, bad. I'd but never bad ever try that. Like I, I can't, like as you know, guys, I can get on better with survival horror than I used to. Oh yeah. V- VR, it's not happening. I can't oh, do no. that. That's a special breed. 
That's a that's a Mike Tyson. I can't. It is. Can't, it it even, is one of I the. I think most even Mike stopped playing it in VR. Oh yeah, no, that was only because of motion sickness, though, not because of the horror. Oh. Well, he's a lunatic then. It's one of the <laughs> most terrifying experiences you can have in a video game. Yeah. But Village for it, so for me personally, I like that that um that divide of like action and, and horror. It fits really well. There is one scenario, like I won't like. I won't spoil it and give it away, but there, there is one specific scenario village that is directly like RE7 style horror. And when I was in it, I was like, oh man, I really hope the rest of the game isn't like this. But also thinking, I can appreciate this is really, really good horror and this is terrifying and it's making me feel uh, panicked, like I need to get out of here. And that's that's when horror really works. And and it And it doesn't stay around for too long, so... I think, I don't know, I like to be baited into horror. I don't want to know that it's coming up. I want to be mm-hmm. kind of baited into it, experience it, and then be pushed back out and be like, everything's okay again. And then maybe it, maybe something similar will come by come by later on, but or maybe not. I don't know. I, I think 7 just always looked terrifying. It never looked like you were just chilling out. <laughs> it like... Um, yeah i mean so. i agree with that like I don't, tom i don't think you were actually on the dead space 2 episode in the end but you played through it right yes and uh the bit when you get to the ishimura and mm-hmm. uh it has like a prolonged section where nothing happens and it just yeah. builds it builds and builds <laughs> that dread so when it finally happens oh. it just hits you like a train i thought that was so clever i yeah. really did yeah i think there is a lot to be said for like the the build-up of horror through like music changing gradually uh light going from gradually changing from light to dark uh lights flickering uh corridors getting tight like smaller and tighter like it, it that that for me is it, it sort of airs on the side of like psychological horror as well and and that that way the payoff is is stronger when the reveal finally happens whereas just like just seeing massive spiders on the wall constantly is is no it just not does bad things to the heart guys not yeah that don't sound fun yeah so <laughs> um yeah re- really good game though and as usual with these with these um our late recent re games like the remit the two the two remakes uh when you finish there's obviously uh you can go back in and have and get uh, different weapons like newer weapons that are unlocked and stuff but you also they also unlock a bunch of dev stuff like um, video footage on mocap production uh, storyboard elements and a whole bunch of like extras that you can watch and just see how the game was made which I thought was really cool Um, also unlock all the 3D models that you can look through as you know, as someone that like is into game development, that's always. I always nice like thing stuff like see. that. I'd rather see that than just yeah. more like, oh, hey, you get a now, you now get like God mode or a new game yeah. mode. Like, show me more about how this game was made. I yeah. love that stuff. Someone showed like the the um, how the village was made, um, how the environment was put together. There was a, a the level designer whose whose job it is to make it feel creepy, and he was like talking about what he did to to have that happen they show like gray box prototypes as well like how it looked when they made a first pass through the game and then they're touching up more detail more texturing more models um 
I don't know. I really love love that kind of behind the curtain look at like how the how the concept came together, how these teams work together because it is amazing when when you look at the detail in that game. And you're like some some artists spent ages on this freaking barrel and this table and there's these tools and the particle effects on the dust on the on the workbench, right? And but for for a lot of people, myself included, you just run you just run past that, you know. You just you just don't really. I remember watching it. a video of the original God of War in development and having my mind blown just in terms of how they structure a game because I think mm. it. it my brain at that time, I thought everything was like an individual item, but they were talking about, all right, today we're just making collision. And it's just these gigantic boxes that keep your character where he needs to go. And then they drop the textures on it. And the textures are what give it that depth and that roundness and able to Mm. look through it. And like, that's not an actual object. It's a flat texture and it just makes it look real. And it's just stuff like that. It's it's mental game development, isn't it? Yeah. I I remember like, uh, this was back when Assassin's Creed Unity came out, and while that game was full of bugs, I Broken just remember ass. wandering the streets and watching some of the NPCs going about their tasks, and I just stood and watched this guy, and I think he was just like washing his clothes, <laughs> and then he was doing various different things. I'm like, nine times out of ten, you're just going to walk past that, but some bugger yeah. will have spent ages animating <laughs> this NPC to do this really long routine that nobody will ever get to see, well, really. Like what they did with, with yes. Skyrim, they gave every NPC a schedule and a routine. Oh, yeah. They did, And if they? you follow them, their schedule changes from day to day, and they do certain things at certain times. It's, it's very cool to put, to breathe, like, breathe life into a game to make make the world, like, it's the world-building aspect that make, yep. to make it feel like it's lived in and that these people actually have responsibilities other than just waiting to be talked to by you. Uh, or killed. <laughs> Or killed, yeah, yeah. And then if you, then if you nine times out of ten, if you walk up to one of them, they'll go need something. <laughs> yes, pot of pot, um, delicious treat. So yeah, honestly, a hearty pip pip. I'm I'm, sh- I'm almost certain you guys would have talked about it. Um, probably when Mike played through it a uh, bunch of episodes ago. So I won't which ham- hammer it too much. But yeah, quick side note. Um, I know that we talked about it on Factory Sealed, but we should probably address the fact that that Mike has made a decision to step away from the show for a while. Um, he's got a lot of stuff going on and, and just felt it best in this moment for him to uh, take a break. So um, if you're wondering where, where he is, that that's where it is. Yeah, in case you're listening to, listen to this, but you're unaware of Factory Sealed. Is Mike, possible. come back! Don't leave me with these two, please. Come back! You're I beg stuck. Me. You're stuck. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I also rolled the credits on a phenomenal game last week as well. I finally got around to completing Psychonauts two, Hooray! which we haven't had a, a show since Psychonauts two came out. And my God, oh, what a game! Easily easily one of the best games released this year and mm. well and truly deserving of the Psychonauts title and a phenomenal sequel that's always the concern with a game that's as storied as this and there's so much hype built up around it. like oh my god finally a Psychonauts 2 sequel and then it was I think it was funded on like Indiegogo or something like that some yeah. some weird yep. crowdfunding platform You're like well this is going to be mighty number no. 9 all over again and uh, they knocked it so far out of the park with this. The first game, I think, was like maybe nine to ten hours long. I rolled credits at 17 hours and still had 
mountains of stuff to do. Dan, this game is your wet dream with as much have, stuff as I there have, is. I have doubled already, my friend. So you when, did it at Mr. Tyson's. I, so I went down to visit Mike recently and I played it at Mike's house briefly and I stopped because I didn't want to spoil it all before I get to it myself. There's so, But early impressions are highly positive. Like There's just it's something funny. about what they have done with this. The the characters in the first game were already so unbelievably engaging. Um, you know, you've got the, the... I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank. But he has to wear the tinfoil hat because when he gets upset, people explode. Um, <laughs> just the, the guy who loves... Ford Crawler who comes out loves bacon. And, like, he lives in your head. Just weird shit like that is all still there but what they've done is they've taken that and they've actually made an incredibly compelling uh story that has a ton of different branching paths to it and you're technically playing the game trying to discover who kidnapped the grand headmaster of the psychonauts but in the process you discover this whole history about rasputin's past and his family finally show up and then, I don't know if you recall, but in the first game, he's got this curse that his family is all destined to die in water. That's why he's got this fear of water. When he gets near the water, this hand comes up to grab him. It starts unraveling the mystery behind that because there's this gigantic uh, psychokinetic named Maligula who is coming back. And she is the one who apparently flooded uh, Rasputin's home country of Grulovia, which caused his family to flee and killed his grandma. But then you discover that there's a mole within the Psychonauts. It's this really intricately interwoven story that surprisingly deals with mental health in an extremely intelligent way. And it it doesn't beat you over the head with, okay, now we're going to go into somebody's brain who's got PTSD and this and, and depression. It comes down to the enemies. You've got, uh, obviously, you've still got the, the, the censors who their whole purpose is to um, censor your inner critic. Uh, then you have new enemies like Bad Mood, um, Panic Attack, you have the Enabler, and all of these different enemies interact with you, the character, and with each other in really interesting ways. So the Enabler, that when the enemy comes up, they have these little notepads that's, that, that say little clever things like, continue to push, push forward bad ideas convincing you that they're great or something like that. <laughs> but they act as uh, spellcasters that buff the other enemies. So if another enemy is on site like a brawler or a censor, the enabler will buff them and make them invincible until you kill the enabler. So then you can then get to the actual root cause of the issue, which is the enemy. But then they have um, this this really cool enemy called a panic attack, and he looks like this gigantic monster that is really neurotic and all over the place, and and very, um, very very difficult to kill and bring down. And the only way that you can do that is using one of the new spells called the time bubble, which slows him down. And the whole concept is like you're taking this panic attack, and you're just breathing, and you're calming it down, and you're addressing the issue. Um, one of the other cool ones is this this enemy called a bad mood and he looks like a gigantic just like somebody had taken a black pen and just made a bunch of scribbles on a piece of paper and put a, a frowny face on it <laughs> and he's really angry and the only way you can kill him is you have to get to the root cause of the bad mood so you have to wait for a, a lull in his attack and then uh, there's a, a spell that or a, a skill you have called clairvoyance where you can um, take over 
people's minds and see the world from their perspective. And you have to look around and you find this cage that's hidden somewhere within the area and you have to break open that cage to release his heart. And that's the cause of the bad mood is maybe his heart is broken or he's upset about something and you you defeat the cause of the bad mood and therefore defeat the boss itself. But it's such um. a phenomenally engaging game on absolutely every level. Um, I enjoyed absolutely every minute with it. Unfortunately, I fell victim to the whole world credits time for me to be done with the game. Otherwise, I'd probably be still in there collecting stuff. I hate you. I know. <laughs> Everything about this game screams you, Dan. There, there's. I know. It, I know. It's just I've. It's came out at a time when I have a lot of hefty games to get through and i just kind of want to hold off for a bit i do have every intention of getting it i really do the but. structure of it itself is really cool um the first game you had that that psychonauts camp which kind of served as a central world i don't even want to call it a complaint because they did so well with the stuff that you get to do outside of people's heads but what really made the first game great was going into people's minds and and exploring within you get to do plenty of that but not nearly as much because you're spending a lot of time out in the real world trying to uncover this mystery but there's a um, there's a quest where you need to bring back pieces of somebody's mind and he's got three different incarnations of himself around the world and you need to go into his mind and each one deals with another part of his psyche that was fractured and that's all represented through a broken mirror. And once you get through that portion of his psyche, you actually go into like a, a, a gigantic diorama of his head from the rear so you can see his teeth and his mouth and you're jumping up inside to get to his brain. And you have to pull this shard of glass out and you're basically piecing this guy back together again. But one of his, um, one of his incarnations is going in and um, doing a weird game show about cooking and you're it's like top chef where you've got a boiling pot you've got a chopping board you've got a blender and you've got a stove but the entire studio audience is different pieces of animated food that you have to then take and kill and they're all super excited about it like these eggs are like Woo, it's my time throw me in the pot and they're sitting in the pot going oh my god i can't believe it's happening to me as they're slowly dying or one of them's a gigantic loaf of bread that you need to take. Or actually, one of them's a pig you need to take up to a butcher, who is also a gigantic pig. And you have to put him on the chopping block under the knife. And he's like, oh, yay! And then you pull the, the arm to like do the chopping action. It cuts him and turns him into bacon. It essentially is killing him. But just weird little shit like that. It's so... Everything about this game is just nuanced with comedy. It's It's got that, that standard double fine take of comedy and uh, I love I do love a double fine game like I, I honestly think if they'd stuck with brutal legend how it was at the start and didn't implement that RTS game about halfway through I think that would have been a, a massive hit for them I and just bought brutal legend not too long ago I think I found it at, it was so good until about halfway through mm-hmm. oh, man. I need to play that because double fine is just in a realm on their own oh the other thing you'd really like about this, I'm sure you dabbled with it a bit, is that you get to actually upgrade your powers and they they have different effects based on different pins and badges. And some of them are purely aesthetic, like your, your, your Psycho Punch. You can have it explode with glitters and rainbow. It does literally nothing for you, but you can change the color of the levitation ball by buying different pins or the time bubble can switch to speed things up instead of slow them down. Um, tons of stuff to upgrade. 
tons and tons and tons. And every world has mountains of collectibles. You still have the figments. Now you have, um, you still have all the emotional baggage, which is a freaking blast to go and collect. Uh, little pieces of brains. Um, there's an entire scavenger hunt that spans the entire game from the beginning to the end. You can be picking up pieces for the scavenger hunt. I think I only collected like 13 of 19. Oh, stop. Oh, it's the temptation is strong. The fact that I paid full price for this game and it's digital only should tell you something. You have too much money. <laughs> Aside from that. <laughs> it's hands down the best game I've played this year. Bar none. Oh, nice. Better than the Ratchet and Clank. I oh, would you threw put, a spanner in the works there. Yeah, you know what? I forgot that came out this year. One of the best games I've played this year. Ooh. Oh, he's backtracking. He's backtracking, Tom. I, Sorry, I forgot fine. that Ratchet and Clank came out this year. I thought that was last year. So, one of the best games I've played this year. Um, you didn't like Returnal? Go away. <laughs> I definitely um, think, I definitely, definitely think that, that both of you would enjoy this. Uh, Christy actually watched me play a gigantic portion because it is very story heavy and they actually give you choices in the dialogue this time and Raz can be he can be a little smart ass and he's he's hilarious about it they've introduced a whole new intern program so there's a bunch of other psycho psychonaut interns as well that all have extremely goofy personalities Um, yeah because he thinks he's a full-on psychonaut and they chuck him in the intern program don't they (laughs) right he he definitely uh, is a little big for his britches yeah, I just I started the bit at the beginning with the dentistry, which is so screwed up. Oh, it's so, so funny awesome. though. It's super cool. But Eric, now that you've tempted me with getting psychonauts too, let me tempt you, my friend, with Tales of Arise. I'm already playing a Tales game, Dan. Tales no, you of need Arise. To, nah, you need to play Tales of Arise. I don't oh know why God. it's called Tales of Arise, even though I'm on the last dungeon. It makes because no sense. It, it makes your thing arise when you play it. Oh right. I get it. That's good, that. But talk about one of the best RPGs I've played in a long time. It's really? kind of old schooly JRPG fair, but with a really good, really fun real-time battle system. Mm-hmm. And I'm all in on the world as well. The world building is great. Um, mm-hmm. So you're playing as this nameless character at the start called Iron Mask, who is this guy. He's wearing a, basically a full-on Iron Mask. He has no oh, memory. Oh, is that why they call him Iron Mask? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Aluminum mask. <laughs> Tin mask. Yeah, so he's got an amnesia, and he wakes up in this place um, called Calaglia. And this place is... Um, so you've got two races of people. You've got the Danans, and you've got the Renans. And the Renans have enslaved all the Danans and they're siphoning off this thing called astral energy from them for their own nefarious gains. Okay. And it's kind of like a commentary on um, like racism and stuff like that as well. And it's really effective. And it kind okay. of it spirals and goes all these different places that I never thought it would. And oh, yeah. I have thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through. How long is it? Long. <laughs> I had no idea that, te- that the tales had... I knew that the tone had shifted a lot. From its typical overly Japanese anime style, I, th- I know that tonally it's darker. This one, it's got a bit more to it, and uh, oh yeah, it's it's very dark, and the characters are great as well. Um, lots yeah. of depth to the characters. Um, you've got 
the main character, um, Iron Mask, he's kind of, he has a lot of different things that have happened to him in his past, which unfurls over the course of the game. And then you've got yeah. a female main and main protagonist as well called Shion. And um, she's from Renner, which so she's a Renan and like um, she doesn't trust them at the start. And then it's kind of about how they all build the relationships through Renner and Dan and Danon's coming together over the course of the game. Yeah. And then, but of course there's a evil overarching plot behind it all and stuff which kind of I watched a bit yesterday and I blew my mind I was like I was not expecting that to happen don't get me wrong like, I, I I want it I've I've purchased an alarming number of Tales games in the past month um, Mokan I came back with quite a few uh, which we'll talk about uh, next week on our Factory Sealed retro show and um, I've honestly never fully played through a Tales game I own 10 plus of them, never played through one. And uh, I was trying Doesn't to surprise find me. my new bedtime <laughs> game. And I popped in Tales of the Abyss on 3DS. Is there an is, abyss in that one? I don't know. I haven't seen any yet. <laughs> but it's a direct port of the PS2 version. And I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. it. At this point, it's kind of standard fare RPG, but I guess any any RPG in the first 12 hours is standard fare. But yep. yeah, Tales of Arise, it looks so good. Yeah. It is yeah. It is really good. The only issue, I don't know if it's because I'm not doing something right or something, but the, the only issue I have with it is kind of the balance on in terms of the dungeons, because you have this thing. You don't have MP in the traditional sense as you would in an RPG. You have this thing called cure points instead, which is used for healing arts. And it kind of runs with like a very similar gambit system to Final Fantasy XII. Um, you're in control of your main character, and then you can swap between them as and when you want. But for the most part, Shion, who's the main healer, will be spamming healing spells all the time, and you get hit a lot. And it burns through the cure points very fast. And then the items, orange gel and pineapple gel and stuff, in, which increase CP, are extremely expensive. And you never get enough of the currency to buy them regularly. And it's kind of, in the later dungeons in particular, I've struggled quite a bit. Is I don't it know if, standard JRPG combat or is it action? It's action-based. Ooh, so like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, or it, is it, like, it reminds me greatly of Final Fantasy VII Remake, actually. So yeah. you've got, you see if you're in control of Iron Mask, then you have your standard attack, but then you have things called arts, which are mapped to all the different triangle, square, circle, X. And then you can spam these based on how many um, points you have. And then there's aerial attacks, and then the more you use these, they level up, and you unlock new arts and stuff as you go forward as well. So is it's, it... Is it- Kingdom Hearts in its style where the enemies are on the screen and you can attack them or does it take you into a battle scene? Takes you into a battle scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can I avoid see. enemies on the overworld if you wish. Okay. Yeah, but it's just been lots of side quests on it not so good. Like I I think they're all right. They're just Ooh. kind of there. And that makes a breaker makes or breaks a game for Dan Curtis. It does. <laughs> But I, honestly, I really like this. I, I um, Just before we start the show, I pulled myself away from it because I think I'm getting near the end. And obviously, I had to start the show and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. it's, it's, it's a real good time. I'm giving it a very hearty recommendation. I don't want to delve too much into the storyline because it's full of like twists and turns, like I said, yep. and stuff. It, it, is dar- it is dark. It is dark. 
Yeah. There's a lot that happens that you think, sometimes you think, wow, that just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been on my list the, since it was first announced and uh, it just happened to come out around a time where I was already in the middle of a bunch of other games, but I, I really, really want to play it. I think it will be the next, it'll definitely be the next JRPG that I play. Um, I, I am just, pleased by this. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure I'll play it this side of 2021, so... I'm on the lookout for it, and uh, get it. Hopefully, we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I've like I've never played a Tales game before, and to be honest, this came out of absolutely nowhere for me. I saw the reviews for it, and the reviews were absolutely glowing. And then I watched the trailer, and I went sold. Yep, (laughs) bought it, Um, played it. It's kind of reminds me of playing Persona Five because I'd never played a Persona game before, and when I played Persona Five, it was such a groundbreaking RPG for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is quite on that level, but it reminds me, like, I just love kind of finding a new RPG that I really love. Again, going back to when we played, uh, like, Dark Cloud for um, the show, Eric. Like, I love Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy. Yep. Those kind of ones, because I've been a very much a Final Fantasy guy growing up and branching off into these different series is kind of, but not Dot Hack. Dot Hack was shite. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sir, that was... Yeah, uh, so the series since Tales of uh, Berseria, which was the game before Arise, seems to have taken a, a real gone. It seems to be on the upswing for like uh, getting more big, more adopted into the mainstream. Like, um, so I, there was a really good article I, I saw the other day that just showed like a a literal like sales graph of or like a no, it wasn't a sales graph. It was how many people are streaming certain games and like inside the launch window or something like that or how, how many people were playing it during the launch window and arise is like the numbers that it's doing and, and the amount of people that are grabbing uh, that are getting into the series now is like r- so much bigger than it used to be um it's not mad there's like 17 games yeah I've just counted that's insane like i, I knew nothing about these yeah <laughs> um but we're i'm pretty well-versed gamer and i knew next to nothing about the tail series the only reason I even knew about them to begin with was because I had an Xbox 360 back in the day and not a PS3. And that console was kind of starved of JRPGs. Yeah, and it was. It was just like, there was just nothing apart from a couple a couple bad, like rough ones. And oh, then they there was infi- ex- Infinite Undiscovery, son. The Last Remnant. Terrible. And then Blue Dragon. They're all terrible. Lost, Od- Lost Odyssey. The lo- well, that was, basically yeah, Final that was Fantasy good. game. That was later on, but Tales of Vesperia was an Xbox 360 exclusive. And that was very, very good. And that's genuinely considered one of the best Tales games. And that's why it got it got the old remaster treatment and put on Switch and PS4 and everything now. So if I was going to recommend any, any Tales game, apart from Arise, I guess, at this point, I would recommend that one is a good place to go to for your old classic jrpg affair but some some of the middle the ones in the middle are a bit rough a bit uh a bit uh paint by numbers anime generic crappy storyline-ness but like the i'm I'm really glad that arise is is as good as you say it is down because that's got me excited to, to jump in i think you'll really enjoy it tom nice it's kind of I went in with no expectations and it absolutely blew them out of the water. Mm. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever played a game that makes you realize that you're not as smart as you think you are? Um, 
This is a segue, Dan. <laughs> oh. I'm sure there has been. I definitely, I've definitely felt that way on some like environmental pl- puzzles in games. There was one in Control, which I just had to Google. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not talking games like The Witness or like genuine puzzle games. Oh, I'm just yeah. talking just a standard fair AAA title that just kind of shows up and you go, wow, I'm dumb. I am not nearly as smart as I think I am because I picked up Deathloop mm. and I think I'm too dumb for this game. <laughs> I, because I didn't, I didn't know. It was I mean, we we could have told you that before you bought it, really. Maybe, maybe. But <laughs> my God, like the way that they build this this game was just ah, man, you can stealth your way through, you can shoot your way through, you can do both, and you got to break the loop. I didn't know I'd have to be doing all this reading. I need like a, a a whiteboard with pictures and like string and notepads and just it's so complex. Everything about this game is so complex. I've decided that I need to play this in the morning or early in the day when my brain still has capacity left because mm. there's so much to it. It's a phenomenal game. Don't, I'm not I'm not detracting from that at all. It is a fantastic game in every sense of the word. But yeah. there's so much to it. There is so much to it and quite frankly i'm i'm like eight hours in no fucking clue what's going on not a clue all i know <laughs> is that when i die the loop starts over and it's not like a standard fare roguelike like hades it's right very different in its approach to that and i like it to a degree so the the general gist of it is you are colt um also voice acting second to none absolutely phenomenal colt Mm. is a hilarious character um wake up on a beach no clue what's going on this lady named juliana starts uh pestering you and you make your way through this first loop and die and start over and then things slowly start to unravel the game is set up in different compounds or different areas that you can explore i think there's six or eight of them and they're all really large areas that you can explore. You pop in, here's your mission, it gives you a diamond, it says, go here, do that. However, you can explore the area, find secrets, uh, you can go to places that you're not even entirely meant to that will help unlock mysteries or discoveries or notes about things that might happen down the road. Um, but essentially, you have three lives per loop. And a loop is one 24-hour period of morning noon afternoon and night and if you die more than three times if you die once it rewinds a good chunk and then you get to try again if you die twice does it again die it a third time the loop restarts not just doesn't just take you back to base at noon or whenever you start it the whole loop starts so you could be halfway through night whole loop restarts you lose everything now colt is able to remember stuff However, any weapons, any items that you've picked up are gone. Partway through the game, you, you, you get a skill to harvest this material called residuum. And you can then use that to infuse weapons, trinkets, um, trinkets which give your guns different upgrades like lower recoil, um, faster reloading, or slabs which give you actual um, superpowers like the ability to double jump or uh, transshift yourself somewhere across the map you can then use that residuum to infuse them and then those carry with you from loop to loop 
the point of the game is within one loop period, you need to kill all of the visionaries. The visionaries are the people who are um, the ones that are preserving the integrity of, of the loop. And the loop is this gigantic machine that has been installed on this island, and it allows people of class to experience all of the pleasures and misgivings of life with <laughs> yeah. zero ramifications. And the game is laid out so intricately that when you get back to your home base, he lives in these tunnels, and you get back and he's got all these boards and shit set up. There's so much reading involved. You need to go through and figure out what can I do next? Plot things out. How can I get to this visionary? Because maybe this guy only goes to this party in this section at noon, but at that same time, somebody else is doing this. So, But that other guy that's doing that might also do that in the evening. So you need to kind of pair all of this stuff and like plan your route through. And I just look at it and go, I'm too dumb. Just tell me where to go. <laughs> yeah, because apparently you can like lure multiple people to different areas so you could kill Correct. like two at once correct because if like one of them you destroy the power generator well then they're not going to be able to be there so they have to go to this party but the thing that throws a wrench into it is juliana will just randomly show up and kill you and it could either be just a computer controlled juliana or it could be another player so you can invade somebody else's loop and try to kill them and it's so cool i freaking love this game i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about it i just think that i'm too dumb for it right now and I mean that in like a lighthearted way. It's just a lot to take yeah. on. I'm sure if I sat down and like really focused on it, it's one where it's like, this needs to be your game. Because Tom, you made a comment about it where if you step away from it for a couple days, mm -hmm. you're going to really forget. Like yep. this game needs to be your focus. Yeah. And it's kind of with a, so it is kind of a roguelike in a way. In a way. Yeah. The kind of, when you play these games, the more you die, the more you learn and you retain that information like even in the back of your mind like when i played returnal i thought i'd never get to the end of that and i know you fell off it eric but when you keep playing it and you plug away and you learn all the mechanics of the weapons and you learn how to use the controller effectively and how to get the best out of that game and you just by the end you're just kicking ass you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's mm -hmm. the same it's i imagine it's the exact same with death loop but in this case you're retaining information like if i do this then this will turn this off and then if i do that and that'll affect this character in that way and then i can bring them together and it's kind of it sounds like my kind of thing if i'm honest but the only it thing is. that puts me off is in the past i have not liked dishonored which was also made by it Arkane. doesn't it doesn't play like dishonored i've pl i played through the entirety of the first fell off didn't play the second because Dishonored was very, like, you have to be stealthy. You yeah. will be punished if you try to go loud. This game allows you to do both, and you can flip between both at any given time. So if I walk into an area and I, I want to be stealthy, I can snipe a couple guys from a distance. Maybe I made some noise and didn't see these people behind me. They'll come and rush me. I can turn around and mow them down and clear out that tiny little area of people and then go back to being stealthy. So I, I don't think I would let that turn you off because I wasn't a huge fan of Dishonored and I'm really enjoying this. Plus, when you sneak up on people and you do an execution and they just twist, he twists their head all the way around and then like breaks it upwards and then kicks their body off a cliff. Like what's not to like about that? <laughs> <laughs> or if you go in with your machete skills. and like 
run, slide, slice machete, and a head comes off, it's great. Will you stop tempting me to buy video games? You need Psychonauts 2, and you need Deathloop. I do. You can sacrifice but I don't want them yet. Bucks. Huh? I can't. I'm poor. Border health. Do you there find yourself no using way the slabs very much, Eric? I'm sorry? Do you find yourself using the slabs very much? Like the abilities? So the only slab that I have permanently is the double jump slab. Oh, okay, okay. But I, I've gotten the phase shift one, but that was before I had the ability to infuse it with residuum. So now I need to go back and get that again. And the only people that drop the slabs are the visionaries. So as you yes. kill the visionaries, all of their stuff drops. You can grab their stuff. But what's really cool about the missions is that just because you completed the mission doesn't mean you completed the mission. You need to make it back to the tunnels. And I've died after completing a mission on my way back to the tunnels and had to start the loop over and lost all of my progress. So you do have to be somewhat good. Somewhat good. Somewhat good. Yeah, as I, I remember reading about one uh, called Nexus where you can uh, it links people's yeah. body and mind. So you kill one person and it'll kill everybody else who's in the network that you tag up with. The, I haven't gotten that, but I'm tracking that person to get it because I really yeah. want that. Yeah, it's very it. awesome. I but it's know. it's yeah. it's neat. There's so many different ways to kill people and and set up a set up an area. Um, you can tag people. And if you continue holding the tag button, it'll bring up a little list of like, this person is positive, nothing bad will happen today, terrible shot, and very unfocused. Or another guy will be like, crack shot, really attentive, waiting for something to happen. So <laughs> you take him out first because then the other guy is like, oh, well, and then kill him. But if you shoot the the the, bat, the, the inattentive one first, the other guy is going to focus on you and immediately take you out. Oh, man. It's really intense. It's a great game. Really, really cool design. Yeah. I think I just need to like focus on that one. Fair. Fair. Mm. Deathloop. That's Deathloop. That's Deathloop. Get it. That's uh, Deathloop. I, I just I obviously said I was talking I was talking about playing Village mostly, but a couple other things I've been playing. Uh I'm going through Horizon again. Uh I'm at Frozen Wilds. Um, that that's what I wanted to play that game for again was to get to the DLC, which was like I, I'd read about it being um, like not just tacked on an extra two hours of side quests and then maybe a tiny bit of story. Is it, it feels like, like twenty Horizon, hours of stuff. It, it feels like Horizon like one point five almost. It's Jeez. it's like it's got its whole like l extra lore, new tribes to meet, new machines to fight, new weapons. Uh, a it's whole a good. New... Tr it's a good chunky area as well. Yeah, it's a it's whole like new lots in it map. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to play. Um, I'm still salty that I, for some reason, didn't get that when it was free. On yeah, I, I claimed the either. other one that was free. I just didn't claim that one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm confused by that. Uh, and then. I'm playing through co-op uh, RE6 with Mike. Oh, geez. How's that going? <laughs> um, which uh, I did not expect to be playing, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to pick up the uh, the five, pick up five and six as well, just to see how bad. It's honestly not that bad. Like, okay, it's, it, it, they should have just called it, like, I don't know, Outbreak Chronicles. The out. 
the Resident Evil Outbreak Chronicles or something like that because it's as a numbered RE game. Yeah, it's embarrassing that it that it that it has that lineage with all the other games. Um, but I, I, it's the same thing that I said to Mike. I think you can make any. Uh, I, I think you can make a bad game average if you play it with friends. Or in my case, make it unbearable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you found Have you found the giraffe getting a blowjob yet? Oh yeah, I'm hoping that comes along. I didn't realize there are four <laughs> campaigns in that game. Yeah, really? I think they went a bit crazy with it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Like they think, at some point cross over. I think they're all happening at the same time, probably. Um, yeah, it, it's just a cover shooter. To be honest, guys, it's a 2012 cover shooter. <laughs> is every, is so, everything brown? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, should have been re5 <laughs> that was that was re5 oh yeah um yeah uh but it's fine and then oh man i was playing something else but i can't remember now well, why dabbling are you in... why are you upon sorry go ahead tom i was just gonna say i've been dabbling in a few things but yeah go on what were you gonna say so what just quickly i am um, yeah. i this came out of absolutely nowhere for me the other day i saw a review popped up on my phone for a new um, Metroidvania called yeah I can I can hear Eric's brain protesting <laughs> already called Unsighted uh, which I knew nothing about and I watched a gameplay trailer and I was sold instantly it's got elements of Moonlighter and it's sold. got a really cool sci-fi vibe bit of an RPG Tom element sold. Lots of really dynamic fun combat and I was playing it the other night and before I knew it I'd lost hours to it it's Ooh. just so fun. It does genuinely look amazing, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm not into the Metroidvania aspect of it, but <laughs> but it it's not looks... like it's not a Metroidvania in the traditional sense. It's more kind of Zelda-ish in a kind of like the early Zeldas, where you could explore and go to different dungeons at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's See, what it think, reminds me of. I think my dislike of metroidvanias comes from the 2d aspect of metroidvanias i don't like those i think what you you don't like what you don't like about actually is the fact that it doesn't tell you where to go and on this one it'll kind of it'll say you can go anywhere but it'll kind of say i think you should go here next and there's a big glowing point on your map which says where you should be going i like that give me some direction i like it don't make me think Exactly, like you said, you're too dumb for games. So this I'm one too stupid. Modern <laughs> games have made me not smart. Smart. Yeah, but honestly, like, like a Nino Cooney, uh, you got to have the big gigantic star on there to tell you where to go. Because I can't figure <laughs> out where the next town is, even though I'm in a, in a big chasm, and there's only one direction to go: either the direction I came from or the direction I'm going. Put a star there so I know which way to go. <laughs> Otherwise, you just walk into the wall. Yeah, although I'm just going <laughs> to stand there and I'm going to fight cactuses till I'm level hundred, and then the rest of the game going to be real easy. But I won't be able to figure out where to go. <laughs> well, at least you're level 100. Level 100. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, this one came out of absolutely nowhere for me. And I thought, eh, it's quite cheap. I'll, I'll dabble. And if, okay. Tom, it reminds nice. me in many ways of CrossCode. Mm. I'm looking at pictures of it on Steam right now. And my God, it looks just like Moonlighter. It does, doesn't it? What's it called again? Unsighted unsighted yeah nice i really like how we've gone back to retro style looking games 
but mm -hmm. incorporated modern design elements and gameplay. I love it. Too. I think it's so cool I, because this is how so games, clever. This is how games should have been back then, but we just lacked the the resources and the hardware to do it. So we had to fill in those gaps with our imagination, and now it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is what we've got. This is what it should have been. Sweet. It looks a bit Hades-like as well in terms of gameplay. Is that fair to say? Like the combat mm, or not? Uh, really? Not really. It's the Hades okay. is more dash-based. This is more kind of um, okay. uh, parrying. Uh, so okay. it has a really satisfying parry mechanic. So if you knock the enemy at the right time, they get stunned, and then you can do a really strong attack and knocks half the health off. Nice. It's not. It's not roguelike, is it? No, not at all. Okay. Um, and you're playing it on PS5. Yes, but it's the PS4 version. I don't think there's a PS5 version. Yeah, uh, that's how I played Psychonauts. Unfortunately, was the PS4 version on PS5, and I thought the game looked phenomenal. But apparently, the the Series X version. Real, real quick, one weird thing about that is loading up your P, uh, PS5 game and having it say Xbox Studios on it as it loads. Like, this, <laughs> is, this is weird. Oh, God, that must be so odd. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I I should probably get this. But are any of you picking up Eastward? Eastward? I've heard about this. This looks up my... It's or Eastward. Eastward, yeah. I, I, it's, it was, it's, uh, it's like a top seller in the Nintendo eShop at the moment, and I was watching it before Ooh. it came out. It was in my, in my fantasy league, um, and it's just gorgeous looking. Uh, it's like a, I don't know, just a really cute pixel adventure with such amazing detail and beautiful art. Um, oh, Tom, 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 I'm tempted. Oh. I'm watching the trailer right now. Oh god, yeah. it's making, it's making me tingly. It's, it's hitting all the right beats guys i think uh I, it's I think making it's my tail arise one to watch it's one to watch oh no. i think it's up you're up you, you're both your alleys to be honest with you just reminded me of it when what I was kind of game it. is it give me the give me the thirty thousand foot view compared to something zelda. else it's, i think it's a top-down yeah. zelda like isn't it yeah kind of thing uh, kind of open a little bit open worldy too because you're always taking a train eastward Oh, yeah. that's oh, that's why it's called Eastward. You get off the train. You, you I don't do get some it. Shit. Oh, <laughs> so on a compass. Imagine going west. <laughs> Which way is that? Left. Just okay. if you, whenever you go left, that's west. Okay. Right. But imagine going right instead. They had the cutscenes have a little bit of a um, level five feel to them. It has, it's yeah. kind of like a it does 2D look a version. Bit Studio Ghibli, doesn't it? It has a, a little bit of a, a 2D version of a Studio Ghibli game done yeah. in the style of uh, Earthbound. Yeah, the animations are something else. Seriously, like so many frames used for like just basic shit, like guy breathing. Yeah, Could you imagine if your arms moved like this as you breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is it only on Switcheroo? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think it's on. It's PS5 on Steam too. as well. It is. Uh, it is not on PS. No, we'll throw it on PlayStation. I got to get them trophies. <laughs> Let me oh, see. The combat looks great. Oh yeah, it's on. It's only on Switch and PC so far. Um, so oh, no yeah, but that might be a great bedtime game. Twenty-five buckaroos. Yeah, but it's long. <laughs> This does look good, Tom. Maybe had I good. not yeah. just bought a game that Mike convinced me to buy. 17 hours for the story. So. 
pretty fair price for that. Not that every game should be priced based on its length. I don't believe no, in no, that no, no, entirely, no. but you know what I mean. I'm just saying you get bang for your buck and whatnot. Yeah, but then you also get a lot of games that are like 40 hours long and they've got about four hours of actual content. Right, right, right. So, uh, what was the game that might convince you to buy that you're now playing instead of Eastwood? Which I'd rather you did play Eastwood, if I'm honest with you. So you can Thanks, tell me Tom. if there's any um, <laughs> You should probably buy this, given your... Uh, erection for all things metal gear it is a parody game called unmetal oh yeah okay okay got you I remember and that. i'll be entirely honest i was a little i think i was a little oversold on it mm. when i first started playing it i'm like man this is real bad the voice acting is so <laughs> bad it is genuinely awful and then when you realize like okay maybe Maybe that's the point. It sounded like a couple of guys did all of the voice acting through a soup can in a closet made out of tin. It's really bad. And I think that that adds a little bit to the aesthetic of it, but whatever. Anyway, it is a parody game of the original Metal Gear Solid games on the MSX. And everything about it just absolutely pokes fun at the entire series in in a lighthearted way hilarious fashion um you are jesse fox who has been captured and imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit and the whole story is him being captured after he escaped and then recounting his tale of escape to his captors via an interview process so every pretty pretty often you'll you'll stop and you'll fill in the gaps through voiceover dialogue and you can tell that that Jesse's just making shit up because he'll be talking about the most asinine, ridiculous shit. Like he'll get down into the sewers and and be like, and then there were like piranha fishmen that popped up, and the interviewer will stop him and be like, "Well, can you elaborate on that?" And then he goes into this story. You can choose whether it was scientists or a mother, and I chose mother. And he's like, he tells this huge story about this this woman who was infertile and and through hundreds of rounds of failed and in, uh, artificial insemination went to a doctor who accidentally inseminated her with piranha sperm and she gave birth to human piranha hybrids and when she gave birth she was terrified and flushed him down to the, the toilet where a colony of human piranha hybrids uh, manifested in the sewers and and came after me it's just stupid shit like that is is what's in the game and it it is hilarious it's genuinely hilarious but the voice acting sucks. I thought it wasn't too bad. I've dabbled briefly. I bought it too. But I'm yeah, about I think it was four hours into. I'm about halfway, I think. But it's it's really neat because there's so many hidden dialogue options and dialogue sequences. Um, for example, I was talking in, in our chat last night. You get to a section where you need to find a way to take out the guards in a non-lethal way because eventually you come across the sick bay in this base and you meet this smoking hot doctor who's really pissed off because she's overwhelmed with all these patients with broken bones and and injuries from you the character sending them to her and and she's like listen i'll help you escape just stop beating people up i'm getting overwhelmed so please find a non-lethal way to kill to take them out so you break into this science lab and you you find all these chemicals and you need to make chloroform chloroform and dip it into a rag so you can knock people out however you have to mix the chemicals and if you mix them incorrectly they'll explode and kill you and there's a trophy for just 
killing yourself by mixing stuff randomly in your inventory, but you have to mix the chloro and form to make <laughs> chloroform. And you can put it on a reg, and then you yourself can actually sniff it. Like, just shit like that you can have happen. Or at the beginning of the game, there's a guard that's walking by, and he sneezes. And if you're within his radius, your character will actually say, oh, bless you, and trigger an alert, and just it, everything about it is just ridiculous. I think it's quite funny, though. It's good. <laughs> there's a scene at the beginning where I walk into a bathroom, and I punch the toilets and destroyed them, and the interviewer stopped me. He's like... Why did you do that? And his, his only response was, it's kill or be killed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd they like should, it, should, They should have got David Hader on it. Oh, yeah. Or they <laughs> should have just recorded in an actual sound booth. How much was it? I think I paid 12 bucks, 15 bucks. Well oh, worth it. It's, it's a genuinely good game. Um, it actually encourages you to kill everyone because that's the only way to level up. Um, <laughs> but if you kill them after being alerted after alerting them you don't get the experience points so it blends action and stealth quite quite nicely together god it's so metal gear metal gear 2 in every way it's great it's it's really good i think you'd enjoy it i don't get me wrong i really like it um i think it's gonna be it's kind of my palate cleanser right now between games Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen, shall we update the listeners on the Fantasy League? We haven't done it for a while. Oh my god. Yes, we absolutely should do this. Um, well, I'm looking at it right now, and to be Tom, you are absolutely killing it, mate. But he has no more games coming out. That's not true, I've got one more. Oh, okay. Advance Wars, one and two reboot. Flip on them <laughs> their advanced projections and you'll see who's going to win this thing. Advanced Productions, no, please shake it. No, please shake it. It's, it's not going to be me, I think. <laughs> I still have two more games to purchase. Do you? I do. Oh, God, you need to fill them in quickly. There's not going to be I much coming out this, this year. I can't, I can't have four or whatever five games that will not release and still win, guys. Come Could on, you, you imagine? Got, you've, you've picked some duds, guys. I mean, we all have, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, Tom, on. you've picked some absolute great ones. So just for clarity, <laughs> right right now, Tom is on 116 points. Eric is on 66. Mike is on 66, and I'm on 41. <laughs> you didn't understand the rules at the beginning, did you? I did. It's just I've picked some games which That's were risky and haven't came out. Pick Tales oh. of Arise, Returnal, It Takes Two. Dan, you have one game that says will not release. One game. Tom has four. <laughs> Guess no, who I has have, none? I have Dying Light and I had Ghostwire Tokyo, which was my counter pick. Guess who has none that says yeah, will not release. Yeah, but like, we're in October now. I've got Hollow Knight Silk Song, which doesn't have a release date, so that's not coming out. Um, <laughs> the Binding of Isaac Repentance didn't even get bloody reviews, so... <laughs> It's Sonic Mania 2 was a gamble, because that's not even announced. That's awesome. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance really kind of kicked me in the dick. That took 11 points off my score. Yeah. Psychonauts 2 got you 19, though. We haven't had a single that's... game in the 90s. Not one. Wow. Um, yeah. I would have expected Diablo 2 to be a little bit higher, so... Nah. Um, Lost, yeah, Lost Judgment... That's one for you, Dan, if I'm honest. But you then know again, yeah, I think it's going to be a totally. sleeper hit. I think Nickelodeon's All-Star Brawl is going to be a sleeper hit. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of chatter Are you just running out of options? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of chatter on that one, on, on the underground <laughs> smash scene. Yeah. 
They're talking so yeah, I'm about, surprised. you know, if you're if, if Jigglypuff is your main, then <laughs> then you know Patrick Starr is going to be your main. And in, in he's All trying Star. to influence. He's trying to influence review scores. Don't <laughs> don't listen to him. Um, like Tom, you even got Axiom Verge two, which got eight points, which isn't bad. Like I played that, that. And I don't think it, I'm surprised I got as good reviews as it did. To be honest, I know, I know. I put I got Eastwood did all right as well. Got me thirteen points. What, what, um, what, what? The the one the one that I put in that I just put in because I didn't know what the hell else to do was Humankind. I know nothing about that game, but it got me ten points. I know. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at now. I picked a game called Jet the Far Shore. Never heard of I it. I know. I googled that because I was like, oh, Eric's getting into indies. What's what's going on? So well, top Mike available games. Um, ah. Yeah, Mike mentioned the Artful Escape. And uh, uh, I knew yes. nothing about that, and I thought, oh, I'll buy that. <laughs> that got me 10 points. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually an all right game, apparently. Yeah. At this point, I'm just trying to pick games that are like projected to at least make positive points. Yeah. Like Riders <laughs> Republic. I don't give a crap about mountain biking games, but hey, it might get me four points. And I just, I need that push to get ahead of you, because advanced projections put me so far at being 127 and you at 122 if things mm. go the way that they're supposed to because yeah. on my on my docket coming up for i mean they're not really heavy hitters but i've got halo infinite uh call of duty vanguard battlefield and then the other two i have so far jet far shore and nickelodeon all-stars brawl but i need to buy two more games don't know what to get Has anybody got far cry I do. That comes out this week. That's oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's also on my list. Far Cry Six. See, only- I've got yeah. these. Uh, these could go either way. I feel by Back for Blood. Sorry, I've got that. If that reviews well, then hopefully I'm hoping it's going to because it's got it's made by the people who made Left for Dead, which is extremely popular. Um, then I've got Forza Horizon Five, which I think will review quite well. Uh. Metroid Dread, which I think will review quite well, and I've got a game called Solar Ash, which I'm completely unsure about because I don't know anything about it. Oh, good thing he picked it then. Yes. Uh, Mike has uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which could go either way. Uh, Mario Party Superstars, again, could go either way. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, probably going to do well. Yeah. Um, and then I think Wait. that's it for him. Age of Empires 4? Would you already say that? No. no. Is that coming? Is that still coming out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. But most of these games are slated to get like single digit points. I was <sighs> really I was really banking on for mine uh, Keener Bridge of Spirits which yeah. is reviewed reasonably well It's it's but it's fluctuated. It went up to 83 and now it's down to 81. So obviously obviously people get unlucky with games not really seen me horizon uh, uh mike breath of the wild 2 and god of war but the one that i think has this was this most disappointing for him was mario golf super rush yeah one point Woo. yeah i i remember remember we watched the direct together on mario golf and i the, the new the new mode and everything i was like cool this is actually a, a slightly more refreshing take on on a good series like i like the mario golf games um but yeah, I, I don't even know why it scored so low for for a Mario game, you know. Um, no, like Mario I guess, Aces, I guess people just didn't love it. Yeah, I just I don't know. And, and then Soulstorm, disappointing. Outriders was disappointing. Bio Mutant lost you points, Dan. 
I know. I'm so disappointed in that. I still think it'll be a decent game, you know. I think it looks all right. But nothing will nothing will come close to how much Dungeons and Dragons hurt Eric. Yeah. Oh my days. Minus, minus 11. 11. Well, That's a big hit, that. It's been I fun, felt though, better dick punches. This. Yeah. Do it so I've got, um, I've got Shin Megami Tensai 5 as well, which could go either way again. That, I feel, could be really good. That could get you a lot of points. Mm. People are getting into it now f- as because of Persona. Yeah, that's Persona what I'm thinking. That's what that. I thought. Mm. So the only games coming up that I could choose from that actually have a slated release date are Riders Republic, Lone Echo 2, Jackbox Party 8, Jurassic World Evolution 2, Ali Ali World. I don't know. That's just winter. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. So it's it's getting thin at the end of the year here. Yeah. So you might need, just to, need chuck, to just chuck something in there, dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, you don't have to. Right? You can just leave it. You could gamble and not do anything. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have to fill it up. You might lose points. That's a good point. I still have both of my drops, though. Uh, yeah, oh. just put in a Lego game or something. I tried. I was too oh. late. It's too <laughs> late. There was one where I bid, and then it just didn't go through, and then it came out the next week, so... Oh, oh. well. Oh, well. So... Did we want to take a quick moment to talk about any any news that had happened? I know that they announced a Mario movie. Blue Point was secured by Sony. And then uh, Nintendo Switch is bringing N64 and Sega Genesis games. Also, is- soccer games are still really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a very brief look at the news, Eric. Well done. <laughs> For more hard takes... The- Tune yeah. in to Hank Fist Gives the News. <coughs> we fist you with facts. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's yeah, pretty that's much good. it for this week, to be honest. Yeah. Real quick, I think it's I think it's huge that Sony secured Bluepoint and is rumored to be giving them funds to do something original. And I think that that's going to be incredible. I like Bluepoint. They do good stuff. I do they like Bluepoint as well. Good stuff. I still want them to make Metal Gear Solid though. I yeah, I wish it was I wish it was anyone but Konami. <laughs> Honestly, at this point. Wasn't what happened to the rumored remake? Cuz now we I heard a rumor know. that it's supposedly Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, Snake Eater is the one that's rumored to be being in the works as a as a remake. Because, because they already made those high-res cutscenes for the pachinko machines, you see. So the thought Let's not bother doing yeah. one and two. We'll just do three. That's the worst of the three. Uh, debatable. Yeah, I, uh, it's a great game, but I think for me, it's it's my my least favorite of the three. It's forgettable. Yeah. You know, I really want to replay a four. Ugh. I just you don't have the time right movie? now to sit through all those cutscenes. Mind, I've forgotten most of it. Um, but yeah, it is a it is like watching a movie. Some of those cutscenes, man. <laughs> Forty-five minute ending cutscene. Yeah, ridiculous. You've got to, you've got to commit to that game. God, how the final fist fight at the end guy. is great, though. When it goes, oh, it's the great themes. Yeah. Oh. The end of Death Stranding reminded me of that as well. Yes. Oh yeah. Is any? Are you getting the Death Stranding director's cut, Dan? 
No, not yet, anyway. Okay. Um, it's one of those I'd quite like to go back to. Yeah. I just want to see it in on PS5. I just want to see what it looks like, because that game was gorgeous on PS4. Yeah, mm. I wasn't sure at first, and now I'm looking at it again, because I'm thinking, oh. It's only a $10 look. upgrade. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It's I think right. it's only I think it's only five pounds over here. Yes, which isn't bad. Get you. But so um, I I just I want to go back and replay stuff from the PS4. I want to like I want to do Star Wars Jedi Fallen over again, <laughs> like with the PS5 upgrade. Yeah, oh, so yep. good. Fair. I keep like um, looking at I keep like looking at my um, bookcase of games and going, oh, I could replay that, but it's so long. That's at least two days of a commitment. Yes. Uh, one little housekeeping thing. I have been so busy, I forgot to do my Q&A for the Patreon listeners. So I will be doing that today slash tomorrow, uploading it sometime this week. Who is next after me? I think it's, t- I think is it's it Tom. It might be me. Probably. Either way, we'll pop that up. So I apologize that it is a day late and may perhaps be a dollar short, but it will be going up soon-ish. Um, so got some good questions on there. If you do want to throw anything up, uh, there's still time until I record. So patreon.com slash factory sealed. $5 gets you all of the previous Q&As. Name right out at the end of the show. Something as simple as a dollar gets you all of the factory sealed unwrapped for the past... 130 episodes it's been that long yeah we started that was actually jess's idea we did that starting on like episode 96 oh my god yeah yeah we're at 225 or so wow and uh yeah go listen to factory seal retro if you haven't already because next up on that we're doing that next week is the original dead rising which dan has gone uh all in on (laughs) oh yeah 100%. 100%. Uh, it's done and dusted. I've moved on to Dead Rising 2, and then Dead Rising 2 was janky, so I moved on to Dead Rising 4. <laughs> yeah, just skipped three entirely. I don't have three. It's on Xbox. You have a PC. It's on PC. I don't want to play it on PC. Well, see. Oh, there you go. It's not Excuses. comfy. Excuses are like buttholes. Everybody's got one, and some of them are quite excellent. This episode of Factory Sealed was brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Samuel Chun, Jeremy Lucas, Miles Prower, Nicholas Bradley, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, John Weaver, Richard Cutress, Thomas McGrew, Phil Gartside, Jason McGill, Haitani Spindash, Wes Rainey, Sholto, Mark Haddock, Dalton Suter, Colin Neblo, Juliet Breslin Romano, Gus Robin, Hesley Hattie, Elliot Hughes, Aaron Lanning, Brandon Meyer, Greg Plummer, and Johan Vickerborn.